Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Atlanta Business Radio. This is Lee Cantor, and today we got a great show for you. Uh, but before, before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Nia Darvel, and uh, she's a director, Diverse by Design, with Perscalis. Welcome, Nia. Thank you so much for having me, Lee. Well, I'm excited to learn what you got going on. First, explain Diverse by Design and Perscalis for us. For sure. So Diverse by Design, which we also like to call D by D, was founded in 2016 by Damian Howard and Ken Walker of Perscolis. So it was a it was founded as a conversation series where we would bring together C-suite leaders a couple of times a year to discuss what was working and what was hurting in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion. D by D was actually created by Perscolis, um, which is a which provides rigorous training, professional development, and employer connections, preparing those traditionally underrepresented in technology for high growth careers, and ITSMF, or the IT senior management firm that's located here in Atlanta that focuses on increasing the representation of Black professionals at senior levels in technology. So D by D was founded as a conversation series, but my job is to actually build the conversation series into a platform that promotes solutions-driven conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion within tech, produces meaningful content that empowers C-suite leaders to make both valuable and socially impactful business decisions, and provides access to sophisticated customized training and talent sourcing solutions to meet companies' talent demands while transforming their diversity landscape of their organizations. Now, uh, that's a, that's a mouthful. So, uh, (laughs) let's dig in there a little bit. Um, I've had the privilege to interview lots of folks in tech and we do a lot of work with folks in tech at a variety of places. Um, the employment rate for tech folks is usually negative. Most people don't go from not having a job to having a job in tech. They're usually going from one tech job to another. How do you um, kind of handle that type of tight uh, marketplace? Gotcha. So, yeah, one of the major issues of the tech industry is that breaking into issue, right? So we really want people to be able to break into it. And one of the major issues is access. Um, So there are a couple of different ways you can get into tech. You can go the traditional route. So go and get a degree. You can go to college, get your associates, bachelor's and master's degree to really help you break into tech. Or you can go a non-traditional route. You can get certifications. um, You can get training like what Perscolis does. Um, But even though a lot of tech companies have taken away the requirements to have a college degree to get in, we're still seeing a lot of companies, even here in Atlanta, 
who have not really examined their hiring practices to make sure it's more equitable. Not everyone has access to a four-year degree. We know that, you know that, Lee. Um, and technology doesn't necessarily need, all tech roles don't necessarily need four-year degrees. And so one thing that Perscolis does, it actually helps to train individuals, give them the skills that they need. This is rigorous training. This is not, um, you know, you're just reading a book and going on. It's actual hands-on training to learn the skills that you need to learn to be successful in the tech industry. These are skills that uh, we compare to having a two-year college degree. And so um, a lot of companies really need to look at their hiring practices to make sure that there's equitable access for breaking into the tech industry. Now, what um, I'm sure you have some research that backs up the importance of having that uh, kind of equitable workforce. Is there kind of a... Um a financial case to um, caring about this issue as opposed to just the feeling good, you know, doing being a good corporate citizen uh, reason for doing something like this. Most definitely. Our, um, one of the founders of Diverse by Design, Damian Howard, always says that um, uh, diversity and inclusion is not a philanthropy issue. This is not something that you should be doing out of the goodness of your heart. It's something that you should be doing because it makes good business sense. Research has long shown that companies that are diverse and inclusive have better profitability, productivity, and innovation. We know that investing in great diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy as a business case just makes good business sense. So now when you're defining um, equity and inclusion, a lot of um, startups have uh, a lot of Asian uh, Asian uh, and white employees. Is that diverse enough or you're trying to expand it beyond those two groups? It has to be expanded beyond those two groups, Lee. We want the businesses, um, when you think about Perscolis' mission, actually it says in our mission that we want the tech industry to look like the population that uses tech. Right now, those statistics and those percentages of people who are actually working in the tech industry do not merely mirror the people who use technology. Um, when you talk about the diversity or the, the technology gap, um, the digital divide that we're seeing really highlighted in COVID-19, uh, there, there are huge communities of people who are not having access to technology. And if we had people represented in the tech industry, um, we would have been able to catch this problem a lot quicker. Uh, there are just certain things um, that the tech industry needs to be ahead on. We've seen issues in artificial intelligence because the representation of people creating the technology didn't look like the, the groups of people who were actually using that technology. So there were gaps. There were, there were things that could have been solved if people who looked like the people who were actually using the technology were in the creating, creation room, um, they would have been solved on the front end as opposed to the back end. That's just one example. Now, um, we do a lot of work with some of the women in technology groups here in Atlanta. Is this um, diversity also including women or is this primary race? So Diverse by Design primarily focuses on racial equity, but we do have our eye on the issues in gender diversity in the workplace as well. Um, we actually just put on an event called um, the 140,000, looking at supporting women and the pandemic and really analyzing the issues that women have faced as a result of COVID-19 and how it's disproportionately affecting women, but not just women as a whole, specifically Latina, LGBTQ, and Black women have been disproportionately 
disproportionately affected by COVID-19. And so while we primarily focus on racial equity in the the tech industry, we also know that there are niche needs in these communities that we also have to advocate for. Now, when you're doing your work, is it something that when you find individual tech companies and say, hey, we're here to help you individually? Are you doing work kind of general for just the tech industry as a whole? Um, How does kind of an engagement work with you guys? For sure. So it's a combination of both. Um, We have several options and several solutions at Perscolis. One of the main things that we do with Diverse by Design is convene events. Right now, that looks like technical or that looks like um, virtual webinars where we have people come together um, and talk about an issue. Now, we're not just talking. We want to make sure we're having solution-driven conversations so organizations can tune into these webinars about, um, for example, we had one called Young Black and Techie talking about um, the issues um, and and the problems young Black individuals are having breaking into the tech industry and the solutions diversity, equity, and inclusion um, executives are using to make room for them. And so we bring those those business leaders, C-suite leaders, decision makers into the room to have this conversation and provide them with real actionable strategies that are working at companies today to help them um, with their diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy. We also... um, have opportunities to talk with organizations one-on-one to talk about how we can create customized solutions for them to um, really move forward their diversity, equity, and inclusion goals in their organization. One of them being customized training at Perscolis. And so one thing that we can do is actually help organizations create customized curriculum to Um, with our diverse pipeline to actually um, solidify a pipeline of diverse individuals into their organizations with the exact skills that they're looking for. And um, this offers them to close the entire loop because there's some training involved where you train the actual applicant, right? Exactly. So we, we do the recruiting as well as the training and help the organizations develop a strategy for how to retain these individuals as well. So now, so you're kind of growing your own applicants and um, training them in the manner that the companies need them to be trained. So you're working kind of hand in hand with the curriculum to to give that uh, company the exact right uh, applicant. Exactly. So um, training is not new to Perscolis. We have been around for over 25 years and we have proven our our training strategies in randomized control trials time and time and time again. So training is not new to us. Now, what is new to the company is we, we are able to customize a curriculum for their, for their company. If there's a specific, um, technology or or software that they want individuals to be proficient on, we can collaborate with them and our highly skilled curriculum team to create a curriculum, a training for the individuals that we already engage with on a regular basis. Um, We are constantly recruiting for courses that we have going on in 15 locations nationwide. And this is no different. We get to pull from that that pool of applicants that we've already cultivated in order to provide a really strong pipeline for these organizations. Now, is this training all virtual training? Um, Currently in this 
this day and age, right now it is because of COVID-19. We were able to pivot. Um, we were currently training about 2,000 students at the time um, the world shut down at the beginning of this pandemic. And we were actually able to transition all of them online and continue training learners throughout this pandemic virtually. Our goal is to go back in person when it is completely safe to do so in all of our locations. Uh, but until then, we're going to keep the show going with virtual training. Now, when you went virtual, did that open the doors into other markets that you didn't have physical locations? Yes, it did. And it allowed us to do some cross training where we were actually able to combine some classes across markets like we normally wouldn't be able to do. Pool resources, reach more students. Um, it's It's been a great time. It's been a great time. Now, virtual training is a double-edged sword as we're learning with uh, in the kind of uh, public education system where there's not as much access for certain kind of uh, groups that they may not have access to the technology they need in order to get online to do take advantage of this virtual training. Yeah, that is definitely true. But we have de we have amazing sponsors, amazing both corporate sponsors as well as foundation sponsorships that have actually allowed us to prepare tech toolkits for individuals um, who don't have the technology to take our classes. So they can actually receive a computer if they need a computer or access to the internet if that's what they need. So we've actually been able to work on this digital, digital divide even as we're providing training. And that's something that uh, for people that don't know is that's at no charge to the student, right? Correct. Correct. It is at no cost to them. But what we do tell them is that it takes their time. These um, learners are putting their all into this course. This is rigorous training, especially in a virtual environment. It takes a lot of out, a lot out of you. We ask for a lot of commitment and drive and um, time, honestly. So our learners are paying for this with their time, their energy, their skill. Um, but they're coming out of this with some amazing certifications, some amazing skills that and it can really be real assets to companies in need of their services. That's right. This is, uh, like you said earlier, this training is not a, oh, you can kind of speed read through it, check some boxes, and then yeah. you move on. This is pretty rigorous. and It is, it is very rigorous. Nine to five, five days a week. Uh, most of these courses are 15 weeks or longer. Um, They're very, very rigorous. And learners are very prepared by the time that they come out as evidenced um, by passing CompTIA tests, certifications, et cetera. So this is not just our tests that we're giving them. These are nationally accredited certified testing agencies. Right. And so that's what's important uh, for people to understand. This is like you said earlier, this is not a feel good. They get a pretend certificate. If they get through this and they pass these tests, they're ready to go to work and do and really do some good work for a company that there's not a lot of risk at this point if you've passed the certification. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why it's so important for companies to look outside of the box sometimes when they're looking for a specific degree. Some of our learners do have college degrees, but that's not the point. The point is they have gone through this rigorous training to get the exact skills that these organizations are looking for. And it's really important to make sure these organizations have equitable hiring practices that allow them to look beyond the traditional candidate that um, that they've been getting over the last few years. Right. And it seems like more and more large companies are feeling very comfortable of hiring people in tech that have these types of certification. As long as it's done through a rigorous program, uh, they feel they'll hire them just as quickly as they will somebody who, like you said, had a college degree. 
Exactly. And that's so important. It's so important for people to have access. Um, and it's important for these companies to create equitable access to these opportunities. Right. And then this is a tool for them to, if they say, yes, I'm interested in doing this, I want to raise my hand and do this. This is a kind of a turnkey solution that helps them get the right folks that are trained that's going to solve their problem. Exactly. Exactly. Not only the right people, but also some education around some issues that they may not have known about otherwise. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, tell us about this upcoming event you have on April 22nd. Yes. So um, in talking about that equitable access, we know that there's something called the homophily principle, which is basically people create relationships with people who look like them, whether that's age, gender, race. Um, So that creates almost uh, you hear the term old boys club in the tech industry because people are creating relationships with people who already look like them. We know that over 50% of jobs, about 50 to 80% of jobs are filled through networking and almost 70% of all jobs are not published on a publicly available job site. Um, And that's an issue when it comes to the tech industry. So if you are only networking with people who look like you and not publishing these jobs, the industry is never going to look like people who don't look like you. And so it's really important to look at what does relationship building as a a tool for for diversity, equity, and inclusion look like? How can we leverage relationship building to diversify the tech industry? So that's what we're going to be talking about on April 22nd at 12 noon. It is a virtual webinar. It's completely free. We'll be talking to um, Super Connector Joey Womack, who is an Atlanta navid and sorry, an Atlanta native doing amazing work here. Um, he is the founder of Goody Nation, which a lot of you may have heard of. And so we'll be talking to him about what it looks like um, to use relationship building as a DEI tool. And then that event is for uh, learners as well as enterprise level HR folks. This event is for everyone. So we have at our Diverse by Design events, we have um, decision makers, C-suite individuals, diversity, equity, and inclusion advocates, and anyone who's just interested in how they can make a difference in the diversity, equity, and, and inclusion space. And if somebody wanted to learn more about the event, where's the website? They should go to diversebydesign.org slash Atlanta. And then if somebody wants to be a learner and sign up for some of the training, um, how do they learn more about that? They can go to perscolis.org. And if you are a business who is interested in hiring our learners, you can learn more about that as well at diversebydesign.org. We have a cool little Calendly link where you can go in and schedule a consultation with one of our team members, and they can help walk you through exactly how to um, create a course with us. So the two links are diverse by design dot is that but dot org would you yes say? dot org and, and that'll get you to Atlanta the events as well as learning about how to customize a course and then perscolis.org dot um, org will t- tell you all about how to apply for our programs and that's more for the learners yes and that's p e r s c h o l a s dot org uh, if you're a learner and want to get trained and and the there is an incentive to getting trained. Not only is, like I said earlier, the unemployment rate for these folks is like next to negative probably, um, but you're going to make more money in most cases pretty quickly if you go through the certification, right? 
Exactly, exactly. Perscolis's mission is to create social change through equity at through economic mobility. So individuals are coming in, oftentimes making 400 times what they were making uh, at the beginning of the course. So um, it's a great opportunity to definitely harness economic mobility, um, as well as learn a great skill to break into the tech industry. Right. And this isn't something that you just make that money one time. This is now you're on this kind of uh, trajectory to be making this money and more, you know, from this point forward. Exactly. We want people to have high paying, well-paying um, careers. That's that's our goal. It's not just a job. We want people to have careers in this industry. Right. So it is a sacrifice. Like you said, this is not easy. This is hard work. Um, but if you put in the time, the um, the win you're going to get at the end of the day can really change the trajectory for yourself, your family and even your community. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, Nia, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. To learn more and get your first month free, go to OnPay.com.